0: Wilco makes a run ahead of him. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! Ah, magnificent! The move! And then this! Which left Dabby's ass totally stranded.
1: Hello and welcome to Burkat Wonderland. We are still unbelievably an Arsenal podcast. Now, it's just been had the the football bo- plogging, bogging blogging awards. I've got no idea what I was saying there. Did you actually know that ABW won the two thousand and fourteen Fans Choice Best Podcast in the World Award? We won that, and then we said no more. So, uh, as you all know, <laughs> we are always innovating in the world of podcasting, and then others steal our ideas. You know who you are, but then they do it better, so we can't really blame So today we're bringing you two new podcasting firsts. The first is a weather report. Let me look out the window. It's dark and it's cold. You ain't getting that anywhere else. And the second, financial advice. Live financial advice from ABW. Buy high, sell low. There you go. And I'd uh, like to see any other Arsenal podcast copy that because you uh, you weren't going to be able to manage it. Well, with me today, I don't know if either of these two have got any groundbreaking podcasts first they want to share with the world. First of all, it's our multi-millionaire uh, financier. It's, uh, it's, it's the FEM What wing of the mansion are you in at the moment? Are you still in the Carl Walker wing? or have you moved you've moved into the Chris Carpenter sauna room? Uh,
0: even
1: guys. It's beyond Not still not telling us which wing you're in, though, are you? Very clever. Very <laughs> I can't say. Uh,
2: he, he, he's I'm got there. so many, he doesn't even know himself.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> true. Can you get one of your your lackeys to just find out what room you are? Sure, you've got you've got air tags and all your all your lackeys running around the house getting stuff done, rubbing your feet and and trimming your beard and stuff. Uh, it's uh. Yes, oh, it's, it's, it's one day, all them. of this will be true. One day, one day. <laughs> Well possibly yeah. Going from one extreme to the other the, the poorest man of ABW He's financially poor, he's morally poor He's work time and spare time poor It's it's our very own Cactus Cash, the Egyptian legend It's Richard A doing treacle. Really
2: cool. I'm very well mate Much better after that fantastic intro and starting That was absolutely glorious Danny Well done mate And I make it up
1: as yep. I go along Which is why the first part made absolutely
2: no sense <laughs> oh, I loved it, it was brilliant How are you mate?
1: I, I'm I'm very good actually. I've got a, uh, a hole in the side of my belly, which I thought was a dent from my thumb, and no, it turns out it's not. I don't know what it's not actually a hole. It's a dent. I don't know how it's there. I don't know how it got there. I don't know what it wants, but I wish it would go away. Yeah, we're both on the Pepsi Max tonight. Uh, so if the people from Pepsi are, um, I can't even hold the can the right way around. If anyone from Pepsi is uh, following, watching, uh, you can sponsor as I get through about twenty-four cans a week. I don't only get through about 10, but if they're going to sponsor us, I'm going to milk them for as many cans as possible. Uh, Hello to everybody watching on uh, Twitter. There's actually 15 of you watching on Twitter. Be a darling, give it a retweet and, and a like and share it with all your wonderful friends, family and people you don't like. So there you go. Let's go and have a look and see who's in the chat, shall we? Uh, Chris was going to be here, but he's busy working. And uh, then he become, uh, he's on the bus coming home. Paul Nell is there. Oi, oi. Oi, oi yourself. Uh, feel free to keep us updated with the scores tonight, especially if it means Newcastle Actually, I think we want Newcastle to win. Then that means they've got two more Champions League games. So come on, the Geordies. Si is there. Uh, Michael in Sweden is there Caden Case is there Evening all, hope you're doing well I think we're all doing tickety-boo Happy birthday, Billy Connolly, if you're watching My favourite person I'm not related to, ever Phil Mack is there, evening ladies Hope you're all well, we are Avon, not Teddington, is there Evening all Stan the Man in sunny Canada land Of which I think it is uh, 12.14, midday Stan, I was going to see if you wanted to come on tonight but uh, I thought, now that you're working, you're not going to want to. Uh, Phil's saying hello to Lee, Colin, Addy, evening all. Stan says it's freezing, freezing in Vancouver. Not good. And uh, Phil says it's freezing. Uh, Brady's banana has decided to turn up. Very nice. Chinese arrived. Food, not invasion. Well, give it time. It could either be both especially living in Taiwan. But we're not going to talk about that because that's politics and no one cares and I don't know what I'm saying. Let's have a little uh, thing we're going to... First of all, I wanted to mention a couple of uh, notes just about about life in general. Uh, very sadly, Bob Wilson, Arsenal's double-winning goalkeeper... Scotland International, and him and his wife set up the Willow Foundation. And his wife Meg sadly passed away today, and uh very very sad. Wonderful lady, wonderful organisation, wonderful man. One of the every Arsenal fan loves Bob Wilson, so that was very sad. And Terry Venables, uh, not nothing to do with Arsenal. Apart from, did you know Terry Venables three times turned down the job at the Arsenal manager after agreeing to? He agreed to it once and they hadn't told Don Howe. He said, well, you got if you told Don Howe I'm coming, they went, no. He said, I'm not taking it then. Another time he agreed to take it when he came back from Barcelona and there was a third time. This was in a book I was reading. Three times he said he was going to be Arsenal manager and he didn't do it. Uh, Either of you two got anything to say about Bob Wilson's wife or Terry Venables?
2: Um the Bob Wilson, have you have you read his book, his autobiography? It's incredibly moving. Um I it's oh, it's a fantastic book. He talks about Anna, his daughter Anna and, and, and Meg's and that quite often. Um I've met him a couple of times through my, my links with when I worked for 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 Arsenal um and he was start doing book signings and, and things like that. Like just the nicest, warmest guy You think you'd ever ever meet. I think I don't think there's any there's any Arsenal fan, like you said, Danny, who, who wouldn't absolutely love uh, uh, Bob Wilson. It's yeah, it's so sad. You can you can tell in in the book and and you know with the stuff he did with the Willow Foundation, you could see how how much him and Megs had a special relationship and just an an amazing bond. And like I say, my heart my heart goes out to him. Um, uh, and as as for Venables, I say not 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 an Arsenal guy, but he was. You know, obviously highly regarded in football, and I'll, I'll always, I'll always thank um, uh, Ltel for, for for Euro '96, so an absolute fantastic summer. And I know it's not fashionable to, it's, it's quite, well, sorry, it's fashionable to not like international football, but I've always been a big, big fan of, of of England at tournaments and stuff like that. So he made an absolutely fantastic summer for me. So yes, it's sad for for, for both of them.
0: Yeah, I you, think that, that was that was really well said. Um but yeah, um my parents celebrated their um forty first wedding anniversary yesterday. And um it's just it's it's amazing thinking that how long Bob and his his wife have been together and the kind of work that they've been tire- tirelessly putting in as well. Um so yeah, like um, you know, rest in peace and condolences to all the family, you know, but you know They've done a lot of good work for a lot of people as well. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, but as for uh, Eltel, I mean, he was uh, a legend, wasn't he? Uh, um, it wasn't very much liked where he's, uh, he's, he's Tottenham days at Arsenal, beating us in the 91 semi-final. Was it the semi-final they beat us?
2: Semi-final, yeah. They
0: knocked, yeah, they knocked us out and they beat Nottingham Forest in the game that Gazza got did his cruise shit, I want to say. That's one, yeah, of my, yeah, one of my earliest memories of football, those those games. I can just about remember them. And then obviously Euro 96, which to be fair, I mean, it was uh, it, when you go back and look at it, it wasn't great. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it it felt great at the time. But if you go back and look at all the results and the performances, there was only that Holland game, I guess, that really, really stood out.
2: And nah, amazing. No, the, the Scotland game. The Scotland oh, game was yeah, great as yeah, well. Enough, Big David Seaman's amazing penalty save. And then straight up the other end of the pitch, Gaza, dentist chair. Yeah, Mate, that yeah. was special. That was wicked. Yeah, it was, that was good. Wicked.
0: Yeah. So, i mean it was it was a special tournament. Um we haven't really I mean, we kinda had the the last year I was a little <laughs> bit the semis and the finals at Wembley, but it'll be Let's see how it goes in there. But yeah, no, he, he was a he was a legend, a, a good guy. I never really heard anything. I mean, obviously there was things <laughs> that was said about him, but it, for me, he was just like, oh, once he became England manager, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, this guy's all right. Wash away the Tottenham stuff away, away from him. But yeah, now um, rest in peace, to him, and condolences to his family as well.
1: His record as England manager from 96 94 to 96 played 23, won 11, drew 11, lost one. Not bad, is it? Compared
2: to the- yeah, yeah, he no, took I over, yeah, yeah. He took 16. over, like so. We were uh... sorry, daddy, come.
1: That's to say, uh, Southgate's lost 14 games.
2: Mm. He, he took a, We were, we were, England were awful. When he took over, like so, we crashed out in '92 um, with the with the Euros, like pitifully, Um, and then yeah, didn't even make uh, USA '94. We were that bad, Um, so yeah. So he he did well to to turn things around and, and change up. You know, to try and change and implement something different than the old boring, rigid four-four-two. 4 um, you know, by all accounts. I ha- um, I- I'm interested to hear Gary Lineker's thing on um, the rest of his football um, about because he played under him at Barcelona. But from what I hear, he was, he was for an Englishman, he was tactically years ahead of his time.
1: And it's uh, so annoying that, that um, he wanted a contract extension at the, uh, the end of uh, where did I read it? Uh, in December 1995. But the FA insisted on re-evaluating England's performances in competitive fixtures before deciding on his future. In May 1996, Glenn Odell was announced as his successor. That's because the FA do not like um, people that are their own people. They just want yes-men. And he wasn't a yes-man. He was el he was the bronze legend and so they got rid of him and God knows where England would have gone on to with that crop of players if they wouldn't have idiots like uh, Glenn Odell who, who, was, who was shameful. Then after Glenn Oddle you had Howard Wilkinson for a game and Kevin Keegan was a nightmare and then Howard Wilkinson caretaker Peter Taylor caretaker then Sven Goran Eriksson, well, I suppose he was okay, three quarter finals and Steve McLaren was another clown and Capello which was failure. Stuart Pierce caretaker, Roy Hodson was just uninspiring, Allardyce one played one one one. Dunno, we can't really say much about now. We've got the current clown, who I think the current clown is gonna do much like Glenn Oddle did. He's gonna have an entire group of magnificent players, probably the best ever, and do nothing. I mean when you've got Jude Bellingham and you've got Saka in your side, you should be winning everything, shouldn't you?
2: I think he's done I think Southgate's done done well in the main in the sense of you know you think that England had never got to you know since 66 we hadn't got to a, a, got to a final before and he's he's got us to semi-finals and a final and stuff of like that and I think he's he's definitely changed I think he's changed the culture around the team and his his record in competitive games and stuff like that is very very good what I, what I would say is is now he's kind of like He's been in there too long now, Seven and days. yeah, he's he's been in there too long. The, the the he's not evolved the things that he's doing, and then like he's now like entrenched in his own favourites and his own bits and bobs that he's doing, and things like cons- consistently picking Harry Maguire, consistently picking. Thanks. um henderson you know saying oh yeah we we want to we want to um we want to improve and and you know you've got to play minutes i think he said that to about ramsdale i think we'll, we'll touch on later oh he's got to be playing minutes but yet calvin phillips can be doing absolutely sod all like, i think he's collectively i think he played like 19 minutes some some ridiculous amount of time but he gets into every goddamn squad you know you've got you know you've got harry kane playing in every single game and you know what, and no other striker gets a look in and I'm not saying that you know anyone's better than Kane or Kane but what if Kane gets injured tomorrow and you've got a host of strikers none of them have played competitively none of them have, have, have played in with the teams so little things like that that I think has um Southgate uh, towards the end but the less said about him the better to be honest
1: um, you mentioned Calvin, uh, not Harris. Who did you say, Calvin Phillips? Phillips. Do you want him at the Arsenal? Because there's rumours that um, in January he's going to leave Man City, and that we're we're pos- possibly in for him. Someone asked me
0: that one yesterday. Um, he was good. He was good at Leeds, but I mean, he was apart from being always injured as well. That was another thing. He was always injured. When he played regularly, mm. so maybe he's only fit because he's not playing regularly. So, do do we want to sign another player who, with that kind of injury record? Is the question. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. It, I I've got a feeling that um, party won't be long for Arsenal in January from all the noise that's coming out, because mm. there's no way. He, I mean, I was listening to Arteta's press conference today. He was saying that he thinks Party and Emil Smith Rowe will be fit this side of Christmas or this side of the new year and um why would we then need another midfielder in January unless they're just thinking I'll oh, just get rid of this guy as soon as he's fit well saying that he is he, he is kind of um he's leaving um he's going to African Nations in January as well isn't he so it's it's, it's all up in the air really with that midfield but we definitely have to do something. Oh, my goodness me. Newcastle scored. Uh, Yeah, it's all up in the air.
1: Um, I've got a tweet here from Arteta's Revenge. I just tried to get different tweets from different people. They're all doing the same stories. Arteta was asked if ESR and or party would be back before January. Quote, it is a possibility. Emil has already been on the pitch doing some jogging. He's a quick healer. Thomas the same. We need them back at their best. That's a quote from Mikel. Um, and then
0: he followed up with, "But we need them back fully fit, <laughs> so yeah. we're not going to rush them." That was yes. the, the last part of the the <laughs> the message that he gave. So it's I wouldn't expect to see them during the busy Christmas period. But it's a bit weird because we're kind of running out of players uh, when you think about it, um, because we're going to have to play the same players over and over again, especially in that midfield with Smith, Roll, Party, and Vieira all out in midfield bit of an issue isn't
1: it It its looking at um, at Calvin Phillips this is quite surprising he's going to be 28 in December wow he's 31 games for England and one goal and he signed for Man City for 42 million in July 22 and one and a half years later he's played 16 Premier League games for this season 12 last season yeah Um, I don't think it would be a good move
2: Anyone else want it? No, yeah, I, I, I agree with I agree with what Femi's saying in the sense of like that injury record, I say even at Leeds when he was let's say playing record, it would scare the bejesus out of me. It, it's another party, but someone not as good. Um and I say he's twenty-eight as well. English, you know, gotta put that that English tax on it as well, like the the, the how much money is gonna cost him to mm. There called you know not not unless um, you know uh, Arteta's got some some can pull some strings with some contacts in uh, in in City but um, I just think for for the for the injury record the the money it will cost and you know I I can't I don't think that will happen I'd be surprised if that happens.
1: His last two seasons with Leeds in the Premier League, he missed twenty seven games over two seasons. Which isn't good. I mean, I'm not looking at the number of games that he played as uh, that he came on as a sub, uh, but it does say that he, he missed all of those. Um, anyway, let's move on a little bit to the uh, very uninspiring game. Friends, did you see the Brentford game live or highlights? I,
0: I did. I watched it live. Mm, um, me
1: too. I actually,
0: yeah, it was it was the last game on Match of the Day, which which says a lot.
1: When you well, it says everything, was like, <laughs> that they wanted to go to bed, but was it you? Oh, it was me. I wanted to go to bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it just kept got match of the day just kept going on and on and on. And yeah, it what was it? the last game. It was on like eleven like thirty in the night.
1: Um Ramsdale in goal, we'll talk about that a little bit. Tommy Asher, you know, it wasn't until half time I realised Ben White wasn't even playing. Uh, Tommy Ashley right back Gabriel Saliba centre-back Zinchenko left back uh, Rice in the holding role Trossard and Erdegaard in the left and right eight Saka right Martinelli left and Jesus up front what was your thoughts on the the lineup and the, uh, the, the final result and how they all played because I was bored shitless for most of it like I am for nearly every game we play this season
0: yeah this was a <laughs> bit of a struggle um to be fair to Arsenal, I think it's not all Arsenal's fault. I think, um, again, in the press conference, there were, were a lot of questions about this. Um, and Mikel's general thing is, probably makes sense, Is this, he says it's all about game state, that last season, a lot of our early goals does open up the games, whereas this season, we're just not scoring. We're not scoring enough goals, one, but we're not scoring early goals. is a major issue, and... Um, we just don't look threatening from open play. But again, we're basically playing a game. Did you, did you see his analogy today? He said, basically, if you're driving, uh, I don't know, he didn't mention a car, but say you're driving a Lamborghini and you're driving it in London in traffic and there's loads of buses and bus lanes. He says, of course, it's going to take you longer to navigate it, isn't it? <laughs> so he gave a good, good analogy. The analogy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he said, basically we're just playing against teams that just they don't even defend in their half they defended brentford defended in their box for the nearly the whole 90 minutes like in their in their penalty area they did not to be fair the first half i was really impressed with them because i was like how are brentford closing us down in one end and literally as soon as we get the ball they seem to have like a deep block already and I was like, how is it possible? I was like, that's really, they're the first team that I've seen do that. Usually teams just let us have the ball at the back, don't press us. But they, as soon as we had a goal kick, they were pressing us. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I think we'll probably come on to it, but it, it kind of nearly worked a couple of times. Um, yeah, we can probably go on to that because that was Probably the main highlight of that first half was the craziness that was going on at the back.
1: It was. It was uh, definitely had a game plan. Rich, what's your thoughts on what you saw?
2: Um, Well, I I I didn't see the game live. Um, My girls had had an away. You
1: got the moral victory with that one.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think I dodged a bullet. Um, My girls had an an away game in the league, so I was you know off off traveling and stuff like that. No, we lost two one. We lost. Uh, we, we played the league leaders. So to digress, we played the league leaders the second time we played them, and in seventy minutes, uh, sorry, one hundred and forty minutes over two games, they've led for an, a combined time of six minutes. First game of the season, they they beat us two one. They scored in the last four minutes, and then on 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 Saturday they scored in the last two minutes. Isn't, I was gutted for my girls. That's just
1: like the Man United um stat isn't it that they've only been leading games for the, the, the bottom in the number of minutes spent leading a game. And I think, I think <laughs> it um, wouldn't um, surprise me. Yeah. Go cool. on. Well, carry on. So your thoughts on the game and, and
2: um so team yes team. So, yeah um yeah so it was like when I when I when I saw the um the fixture uh the sorry the the team lineup I mean I was I was initially I was quite surprised that uh, Gabriel Jesus was starting considering uh, you know he probably even thrown like Martin Elliott and, and, and stuff like that as well in the sense of how you know that trip back from Brazil um, especially as as he you know technically wasn't fit kind of thing and played the didn't he, I think he played the full 90 against uh, Argentina as well so I, w- I was quite surprised that he, uh, he started that game but I, I looked at it and I thought oh, okay this is not bad this is you know, I, I could see the the thought process of what they're trying to do, and I, I like the I liked the um, FIFA uh, idea of trying to get all your best players onto the pitch wall at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, I I was I was you know fine with it and stuff like that. And I, I saw, you know, I was I was kind of watched a little bit of, of the of it on my phone, but like you know, obviously cutting in and out as I'm travelling and stuff like that. Um, so I didn't see. I can see loads of it. It it seemed like, um, yeah, like I said, like Brentford were working like, incredibly hard and were able to transition really, really well against us, like defensively. Um, you know, I, I I get and I understand what what you mean where you say like it's this season's games have been boring. Um, and I've, I've seen like lots of the discussion about um, with, with Jamie Carragher and stuff like that and, on on Sky and stuff like that about, you know, we're, we're not scoring as much. I think there's a lot of soft factors that all combine into that of, of you know, what's happening. You know, the fact that, you know, our offensive injury record and, and team cohesion has not been great. But mainly, I think, you know, the, you look at the way teams are defending against us, you know, like last season, we were, especially in the first half of the season, we were, we were a surprise, you know, we, we were surprised to, to, the, the Arsenal were a surprise to us Arsenal fans, let alone for other teams. And I think we kind of, you know, uh, caught teams off guard. Let's see, we scored early and stuff like that. Now, teams aren't, aren't letting us do, do that. You know, I think uh, Bukayo Saka, I think, spoke on the weekend about how uh, he's constantly doubled up now. Um, you know, same for, for 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 Gabby as well. Like constantly, um, constantly doubled up. But I'm I'm thankful in the fact that we got the goal in the end and we got the win. We might not be clicking offensively as well as we would like, but yet. We're still, we're now top of the league and we're, you know, we're still in fighting for the title and, and, and fighting at the top, top of the league. So I, 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 I'm I, not as down as maybe some people would be about it.
1: Did you
0: hear about one of the Brazilian players that came back um, from the, the, I think it was Klopp that was saying it, that one of his players was falling asleep during, during team meetings? It's, quite, it's, it's really weird, you mm-hmm. know, that a lot of players, Hopefully, with the South American qualifiers a little bit calmer now, it won't be like that in the next uh, March international breaks. They're, they're resuming the, the qualifiers in September, I think. But they played a lot of games um, and really weird times. Obviously, the time difference thing as well. They, it was just relentless for them. And they're playing, like, highly, highly competitive games. You know, a lot of the European ones, the groups were kind of already done, you know
2: yeah well, brazil have been brazil have been like sh- quite poor by by their lofty standards so that's why i think that they were so i think um they were so desperate for jesus to play and why they they didn't listen to arsenal's um medical team and took him and that's also again why he played the full 90 i think that's like the the first is that like the first home qualifier they've lost in like fifty odd years, or probably even more? Something silly like that? I can't remember what the stat was. It was um, yeah,
1: yeah, sixty-five games. They, they they've never lost at home in one.
2: Yeah, so it's like you know you could tell you how how bad they're doing, and you know they their massive injury crisis. I think they they've lost Neymar, they've lost um, is it Vinicius Junior? They've lost they've lost uh, Richarlison to his boner problem whatever it was the
1: managerial situation is an absolute nightmare because Ancelotti is meant to be going as the new manager hasn't Mm. agreed a deal and then Tete who was manager of my Corinthians he went in there did did a decent job he's now gone not sure where he's gone but then they got some other bloke in and then he's only had a few games they've lost three in a row and then he's their next game isn't until September next year that's according to AC Jimbo oh
2: no, oh. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. It's um, so like I say, I, I can see why like so the, the the players were, were played as, as much as they, as they were, but it's just, I think, I think like I said with the Brentford game, I, um, I, uh, I just think let's say team teams are so fearful of us these days. They're so scared of, of what we can do. And, you know, uh, how we, we can hurt I and mean, like i said the fact that we you know martinelli's had that injury break Saka's even been injured um been playing red gabriel has been injured odegaard's been injured you know you've 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 taken out a massive cog uh, in our successful team offensively like you look at the amount of goals and assists that 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 Xhaka got into that team that cog has been removed and you know we still haven't worked out what's going on there is it have is it rice in there with with Jorginho, or was it supposed to be party who was another facilitator of how we played offensively all those cogs have, have kind of come come away so it's, it's it's quite um it's not the biggest mystery of why we're not we haven't clipped offensively um yet but um yeah, like I said I'm 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 not as as down about it as as, as say many other people like I say sometimes you say they they say you've got a you got to win ugly, you know, that's the stuff of champions you win ugly, you win win scrappy 1-0s. You know, look look at Man City last season everyone was was saying, you know, round about this time or maybe, maybe a little bit before, you know, has Haaland made them a, a worse team? You know, they haven't clicked. They haven't. They, you know, they didn't look them their usual selves. Um, it is slightly ominous that they're they look much more settled and a purring along kind of thing. But you know, we're top of the league. We're 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 getting the the, the what's called where we technically we should still really be undefeated if it wasn't for that lousy um, um, uh, goal that, that Newcastle were gifted. So yeah, yeah like I say, I'm, I'm I'm a bit more positive than others.
0: But doesn't it say a lot about our standards though that even if I reckon if we would, even if we were still unbeaten, I think people would still be complaining about the, the way that we're playing. That I think that's a testament, actually. Not not. I mean, it, like I always say, it's it's good to if I, I can take each individual game and say what I liked and didn't like, and I don't think that should be a um, a mark on me being negative or anything like that. You can. You could, that's what we, you know, we do as football fans. It's, it's always been what we do. We look at a game, and we say what we liked and what we didn't like about it. It's not, it's not that you hate it, but Arteta set a much higher bar, much higher standard than we, than we had a couple of years ago. You know, when we're finishing eighth, you know, so I, I think that's a really big testament to him that even if we're top of the league and it doesn't feel like we're top of the league, does it? It, it just feels like we're just ticking yes. along and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just feels it's like weird. we're just
0: ticking along, and it's it's just yeah. But that's literally if I had told you two years ago, oh Arsenal would be top of the league after 13 games, you would have said, yeah, whatever. But and then we kind of said, just expect it now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 a, he's done a really really good job, you know. Um, this game was just back to the game. It was just a really really the second half, I think, was really bad. You know, the, we had that disallowed goal, didn't we? Which was such a strange goal. And I just think all these Who offside rules, it was Trossard, But, you know, again, ah, I yeah, mean, Jesus should have buried it. nearly kill himself
1: at the same time. Yeah,
0: Jesus should have buried that. But these offside laws are just so pedantic and old school, aren't they? They're so... Uh, you know, like, you, you, you need to be behind the ball. But he literally was gaining no advantage. There was no Brentford player anywhere near him. So, basically, it's just a lock of the draw for Brentford because there was just no one there to even stop it. And it's so... It's so, it's such a narrow margin. And it's, it's, I'd really love to know where they go with the offside law in the future because something needs to be a little bit different about it. It, it just favours defenders and defensive teams more where we want to promote goals in the game don't we
1: we do, Um, little score update for you at the moment Uh, Man City are losing 2-0 at home to Red Bull Leipzig with two goals from Belgian striker uh, Lois Openda, he's only just signed for for um, Leipzig for 46 million quid Forty-six million euros. He's got nine in twelve in the Bundesliga, and he's now got thirteen in nineteen in the league. So I expect uh, Man City to buy him at, at time He's only five foot ten, <laughs> so he's uh, uh,
0: Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea need more play. Well, it's, they do indeed. Uh, what else are we going to look
1: at? Um, so Man City are losing. Barcelona are one-one. Milan are one-one with Dortmund. Newcastle are winning one-nil at PSG. Um, so there you go right let's have a little uh, just talk about the goal Rich um, now for a bloke who's 9 foot 5 like our very own Mr Walker for him for Kai to be there after I mean he scored um, what minute did he come on in he he came on in the 79th minute and within 10 minutes he scored his first proper goal of the season so uh, with with an assist from from Saka. With uh, this is a strange one. Out of the eleven play, out of the ten outfield players who were on the pitch at the time, nine of them managed to get a shot at goal. The only one who didn't was Saka. Every single one of them all got a shot at goal, and uh, we had four, fifteen shots at goal, but only had four on target. And Jesus got two of those on target. Yeah. So talk to us about the uh, the, the goal because I, I was not expecting that
2: and uh no, well, it's it's it was a, a, a delicious uh, ball from Bakayo um you know he's so good at that you know d- uh, drifting back onto his left foot and you know it, it's it that it's not even like a whipped ball it's that lofted kind of you know curly thing right into the back into that danger zone into the uh the, the was it the, the zone of uncertainty and stuff like that but i mean that's what we kind of been expecting from 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 Havards. Um, you know, arriving in that box a little bit later, getting on the you know, the the, the back stick and and you know coming onto things and, and scoring those goals. So it's, it was almost like when it went in, it was almost kind of like after the celebration you kind of think, oh, finally, that's that's what it is. That's what he's there for. That's what his that's what we all thought it was going to—the um, kind of goal it was going to be. But I mean, yeah, it was. Let's say, a wonderful cross and, and, and really, really well taken. You know, some sometimes in, in, in football, those can be um, quite difficult. Those ones where um, it takes a bit of time to arrive to you, and you have a little bit too much time to think. You know, you, you know, you can, rather than being a little bit more instinctive, you know, you second guess yourself, and, you know, are you going to, are you going to stick it up? Are you Are going to head it into the ground? What well, you know, you can get yourself into a muddle sometimes. Um, but yeah, as I say, it was exactly what, what I think we, we really bought Kai Havertz for and, and something that I think that he should be able to, to, to do more of. And, you know, hopefully you can see in the celebrations you know, much more vociferous than 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 the somewhat sheepish one where he was he was given the the penalty um, at Bournemouth. So I was I was I was very happy for him, very happy for us. You know, hopefully now it's, you know it can kicks his confidence in gear and stuff like that, and we can start seeing more of that tactic because you know if, if you if you have that as your tactic and you have that. As another tool in your arsenal, you know it it it, it will give defenders something different to to um, to think about in the sense of, um, you know, someone they they might have to drop that little bit deeper, which will then. You know, relieve a little bit of, of pressing space for for someone like Havertz, you know, for someone like Declan Rice or even Bukayo or, or Martinelli on on the on on the edges and on on the fringe kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I could see that 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 what's it called that it, it, Havertz is it B, B gunner eighty uh, one. Uh, only Havertz scoring a winner could have changed the whole mood and atmosphere, and it, it really, really, it seemingly really, really did. And I was glad that he got his. Um, the fans were in. We're in fine voice at the end of it, and um, we're, we're, we're singing his name lustily. It was, yeah. I, I'm so I'm so pleased for him. I'm, I'm I because I I really really want him to succeed. You know, almost the, He kind of has to succeed. The amount of money that we've we've spent on him, kind of thing. But um, yeah, I say long long may it continue.
1: Someone's just put a team sheet on for the game um, Bromley against someone else in the in the, uh, in the senior cup Bromley v Dartford v Bromley and playing for for Dartford you have a Charlie Sheringham which is Teddy Sheringham's son and playing for Bromley is Mitchell Burcamp I think he may me be nice. a nephew of the Burcamp I'm not sure which is a I thought I'd share with you Um right something I was going to bring up Femi uh, me, uh Nosa says should Havertz be our super sub, and I'll add to that, is he, is he capable of being a super sub, and will he be happy with that? I think
0: we have to make it work from the start, especially uh, right now where party is out, not playing. We need, I think, the missing position is that number eight position, and he just has to try and make it his own. He has to push on. He scored one a goal for Germany last week from left back. He scored a goal for us this week so maybe finally you know he's he's that chelsea cobweb is coming off of him and he's gonna <laughs> just just pick up form somehow but i think he just it just has to work at that left eight position especially like we we're saying with the lack of midfielders we can't afford for him not to work because for me i didn't think the experiment of trossard playing there was that great it did it, it means that's a lot of physicality and Brentford were kind of running over him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's not very creative as well. But yeah, I I think for now, especially that party's out, it it just kind of has to work, doesn't it? We have to make it work. We have to get something out of him. We don't need him to be a super sub. We can have have other players that can do that. We can have the Trossard and Eddie, even though he doesn't score from a substitution (laughs) <laughs> from being a sub, <laughs> we we need a sixty million pound player to be kind of firing, and that would if he if he starts firing with the way Rice plays at six, that kind of sorts out a lot of our midfield build, mm. you know. And they've got a lot of game time left in them. He hasn't played tons of games, has he? So he's got a lot of games in his legs to so go.
1: Uh, I I uh, yes, I agree. Right, that um, that was Arteta's two hundredth game. For as manager of the Arsenal. He looks older in that picture. That's that's it's done him dirty. 115 wins, 34 draws, 50 defeats. That's a 25% loss rate. Thank you very much. Um, Arsenal managers, number of wins in the first 200 games. Now, they've done this. They have done this in absolutely no order. It goes Arteta, Wenger, me, Alisson, but they don't do them in number order. Now, why the hell you would do that? Either chronological order... Oh, have they done it in alphabetical? They've not even done it in.
2: Well, I thought that it was a alphabetical, but it's not. Me's thrown in there for it's
1: bullshit is what it is. Right, so I'm going to have to do some some brain work here. So after 200 games, first place: Mikel Arteta of 115 wins. Arsene Wenger of 111 wins. The mighty George Graham 107 wins, and the next one is Tom Whitaker with 98. George Allison 96. 88 by Herbert Chapman. 84 by Bertie Mee. And then it's going to be 71 by Leslie Knighton. I think he used to play a character in um, EastEnders. And finally, George Morell with 62. What do you make of that, Rich?
2: Um, That's impressive, to be fair. I mean, like I said, I think he's a little bit in the sense of the the amount of... um, uh, his losses are a lot more than Arsene's. Uh, I think arsen drew a, a fair few more games than than um Mikel uh, lost kind of thing. But it, I will say stat padding is it's impressive considering like how absolute dog shit we were when he took over and what an absolute mess um uh Mikel walked into, you know. With this weird, bloated, messed up. What did you used to call him, Danny? The Bundesliga bastards.
1: That's
2: it. <laughs> that...
1: I think I've yeah. still got the banner on that. I'm gonna go and find it while you, you can. Yeah.
2: So like you know, you inherited the Bundesliga bastard. You know the whole the whole infighting mess with. Um, with Gazidis uh, who I never liked. Um Gazidis and Sven Mislintat and Rous and Yehi and all that sort of nonsense and things like that. You know, um you can only be impressed by what he's what he's done at the Egyptian. Um, <laughs> that's a ship ship. Uh, yeah, you can only be impressed with with, with the turnaround that he he's done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he still has his detractors, and he's he hasn't done everything perfect, and there are things I wish he had done differently. And you know, um, there are maybe some things that are, are slightly unlikable about him or, or or whatnot. But I think I think he's, in the most part, I think he's done well. Like I said, considering as as Femi said a couple, of you know, not that long ago when he said you know, a couple of seasons ago, when, 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 when we, he took over from Emery Ball and, you know, we were fucking losing at Watford and stuff like that. If you had said a couple of years later, oh, um, we're going to be, we're going to come second, challenging the most, you know, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, money-manipulated team, in footballing history, uh, running them a close second. And then the season after that, continuing what we're doing and and still, you know, top of the league, I think people would have, would have called you crazy. Um, So he's, he's done, he's done, a massive amount of goodwill, you know, change, changed the culture around the, around the squad and the club and the team. And, you know, got the fans on side and got the, got even got Highbury up and hybrid, the Emirates up and singing and stuff like that. So he's, he has, he's done a lot to be commended for. Like I said, not perfect. And I'm sure that there are things that sticks, we could beat him with, but you know, for the most part, he's done phenomenal.
0: What do you think? I'm fair? watching, um, I'm watching highlights of the Lazio game against um, Celtic, Celtic earlier, and there's a big haired guy playing in midfield. Do you remember him?
1: Oh, when has <laughs> gone there? Hasn't Those he? are
0: the. This is the type of player that you know, that um, that Arteta inherited. You know, the players that were ill-disciplined and you know, going out clubbing and doing all sorts in the clubs. That that that's kind of atmosphere that he inherited. So he, he, he's done a magnificent job. The only thing with that win ratio is I'd love to know if you took out the Europa League out of that. Yeah, it's win. Of yeah, because mm-hmm. Aston Wenger wouldn't have had the pleasure of the Europa League teams. Neither would George Graham have that pleasure as well of playing yeah. Europa League. I, I don't even know if Georgie played Europe the first couple of seasons. So... The first few,
2: no, we, we were banned.
0: We were banned, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. So the first, yeah. a lot of his games would have been league, you know, kind of games as well. So it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's he's done a good job. Is the bottom line, you know, he's 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 restored a lot of belief back in the club. The 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 lows that we were when he took over, it was amazing, and you know, he, pandemic did help him in a way as well, because it helped him figure out some stuff, especially
1: the that water run. breaks.
0: Yeah, and that crazy run that we went on, where we were just losing every single game. Imagine that was with fans in the stadium. There's no way he would have mm-hmm. survived. So, so that was like a little blessing and a curse at the time. But, you know, we, we, we I like him, but I want to ask you a question. How many, how many? Do you think he'll reach another 200 games? Because it's it's quite rare for managers to stay that long. I mean, Klopp and Pep have been at City and Liverpool quite long, actually. Longer than I thought they would be. Um, he's like, this is his first job and everything. Obviously, he loves Arsenal. Do you think he's got another 200 games left in him or more? Because 400 games is, what, another four odd years. That, that's a long time for... A, for a, that would be eight years of his... his first managerial job at one club it's, it's very rare to, to that you'd find that obviously that that's with things going well do you think you would stay another four years
1: um, i'm just looking at the most number of games by um, premier league managers so in um No, that's going in the wrong direction. Martin O'Neill, 10th most number of Premier League games managed. Martin O'Neill, 359. Mourinho, 363. Hodgson, 382. And then, yeah, so 382. And then it's Mark Hughes with 466. So if he is going to make 400 games, that will put him into 8th place in the most number of Premier League games managed by a, a Premier League manager, Rich. What do you think?
2: I, I think. Well, I think it, it all kind of. I think the big thing I think would be what happens at Barcelona. I think I don't know why, but I just you know the, the Barcelona, you, know, you got he was at their academy and stuff like that. Barcelona thing. I, I just if if that wasn't a complete and utter shit show, like finance wise and stuff like that, and they they had their act together, I think that would be possibly one of the few teams. That would um, would would be. I think that would be able to 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 tempt him away. I think I don't know. If Man, Man City, if Pep left, you know, like I say, he's he had been there before. He, he would have that absolute, you know, not just the amount of money, but <clears throat> for whatever. Like I say, you, you, we can moan about them and their their money laundering and 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 you know, state funded. Nonsense that they do. They are they, they are a technically well-run club uh, for the most part, and I, I don't think that would would appeal to him. um Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I that question. That's a bit of a cop out answer, but I, I genuinely, genuinely don't know. I, I'd like to think that he would that he would stay. I, I think he would like to see what he's building to some sort of uh, fruition and, and and some sort of completion. And I I think winning a major trophy would be would be it kind of thing. And I, I, I think he would there's a bit of me that thinks he'd be quite dogmatic and want and, and would want to stick it out. But um you know, obviously the excuse me, the higher ups at the club absolutely love what he's doing. So I don't think he's gonna touch wood get fired or anything like that so i think it's it's, it's purely down to his 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 decision and, and and his wants and his mission statement that he's and his project that he's looking to build um i i almost kind of i think yeah i'm i'm, I'm hedging towards you yeah, i think he would stay. what about you Danny?
1: uh this like you're saying so many factors can come into this i would hope that he would but he is gonna the owners have given him what he wants and I don't think they're going to keep throwing money at it if if Man City keep dominating and we're back top of the league again and it's going to be if we can keep him happy and he's a very ambitious man and he I think he has a career plan in his head leave Arsenal as a player go to Man City be a coach come to Arsenal be a manager and I doubt very much that he's going to stay at Arsenal for his entire career so it's a matter of who can become what jobs become available um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did go to Man City, much like if Saka's going to leave and Martinelli's going to leave, unless we're winning titles, and I think that's the deciding factor. And then you've got to take into 115 charges FC, whether anything's going to be done about that, and so much. There's so many um, uh, parameters to it all. So I'd hope he does, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. I'm just looking. The managers had the most Premier League jobs. Sam Allardyce with nine. Hodgson, seven. Hughes with six.
2: How, the, how Mark Hughes kept on wrangling and people kept employing that guy, I will never, ever, ever know. What a terrible manager.
1: And I've got a list here of the, uh, finally on Wikipedia, the man, most games managed in the Premier League. Uh, first is Wenger, 828. Ferguson, 810. David Moyes, 671. Harry Radnap, 641 not had a job there for the last 8 years. Sam Allardyce 541 and then you have to go all the way down to uh well 17th, is not there. So he's not he's not in the top 17 on on 200. Um there was something else. Uh,
0: is that league games though? So he's yeah. 200 wouldn't just be league games,
1: would it? So No, it's, yeah, because probably... his league games is going to be what 75% of that, I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably yeah, 125 130 something like that. So um yeah, right. I've got a little quiz for you, people at home on the bus, having a poo, walking the dog, doing even doing the washing up or loading the, the or watching somebody load the dishwasher, which is what Carl is doing. Another little quiz for you two. Did you a little quiz last time? You, uh, to you about it. You're going to get one.
2: Fleming beat me last time.
1: Just I want <laughs> Arteta's first ever start in eleven. Richard can go first because he looks the underdog. You get one point if you get the player. <laughs> at the starting 11, and you get a bonus point if you can tell me where they are now. So, Rich, you go first.
2: Uh, I'm going to say... Well, any any player from the starting 11, he's I'm going, going to, to say... Rhys Nelson started Ooh, the game, didn't he? Go. So, Rich and gets go a point for he's that. He's still, still at the club. Is he now? Still at the he's club. still at the club.
1: Femi. And if you... Uh, Femi goes next. Ten to pick but, from... Bart Leno. He's at Fulham. Okie dokie. I see what we're doing here. Rich?
2: (laughs) Mm. Uh, I'm going to say Torreira, And is he at Galatasaray?
1: Bing and bong, sir. uh, Femi, you'll go. Bakaya Saka at Arsenal? Uh, (laughs) Yes, and he played left back. He played left back, yeah. (laughs)
2: Because we had no players. Wrong (laughs) Wrong (laughs) and... Uh I'm gonna say
1: he's doing a bing bong and a did-da-da. He's he's struggling yeah. off the
2: phone. <laughs> I'm <I> really unfortunate. <laughs> no, because I I wanna say uh I think the Conservative played mm-hmm. Ainsley Maitland Niles.
1: Okay, is that what you're going for?
2: That's what I'm going for, yeah. ding
1: ding ding. Where is he yeah, now?
2: He Fuck, where is he now? <laughs> is he Leon?
1: Bonjour, senor. He is indeed. <laughs> right, Femi, you right. go. You're
0: gonna have to go for one of these two funny strikers. I reckon Lacazette played at Leon.
1: Well done, certainly
2: is. Yeah. Rich. Uh Aubameyang, is he at Marseille?
1: Bing Bong. Lovely. Yeah. Femi?
0: Okay, so we've got our front three. We've got Aubameyang. Uh,
1: Granite Jacker was he back by then? Did he bring him? Oh, it was the twenty seventh Granit- of December, two thousand.
2: Probably suspended.
1: Just nice. before the before times, just at the end All of right. the before. Times. Let me just let me say
0: Granite Jacker. Okay. At yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, well you- done. Right, Before so that back is on the fold back into the back. fold. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, it's a wet nose of a cat. Scared the f- bloody bejeebas out of me. Rich, we've done eight players. There's three to go.
2: Mate, I haven't got a Scooby where they're playing.
1: Two centers uh, and an attacking midfielder.
2: Yeah. Attacking midfielder. Uh, uh was, was Sokratis one of the players, the defenders? Oh very good. So, where now, now, this is where I'm going to fall short. I have no idea where he went to. Um, I know where he is
0: now. I know where he is now. Well, you
1: don't say it. Now. You can get me <laughs> to it. Uh, oh,
2: shit. Can I get a clue of where he is?
1: Hector!
2: Oh, yes. Is he somewhere in Spain? Is he yes. at Bethesda?
1: Hey, well done! Mm. Sneak two, hey, yeah, right. Yeah, he
0: just
2: signed for oh, them.
1: He did on a free transfer. <laughs> so we got I'm, two got more no to go. i idea
0: now. So now I'm now I'm guessing in the wind. David Luiz.
1: Oh, here we go. Where is he though? Surely in a bath chair. <laughs> <Brazil somewhere.
0: laughs> <laughs> He's playing in Brazil. Is he back at? I don't know.
1: Is it Luiz though? It is Luiz. Yes. It is Luiz. Yeah. Oh right. That's what so where is he? Um, he is, in, he is playing in Brazil Flamengo oh he's pulled it
2: out you know do you want know, you know, you know, you know
0: me to tell you the truth how I got that I'm watching Leipzig against Man City on my screen and they playing that Flamengo color, And I can't think of any other Brazilian team that would have come on my mind if it wasn't for Leipzig on my screen
1: oh dear oh dear oh dear oh <laughs> Oh. Down to Richard because I—it's uh, one player to go.
2: <sighs> the only Denny, one I hate you.
1: Who you, you can only get one <sighs> point for this player, no matter what you do.
2: How is that? Because he's retired. Oh. Or he's not got a club. Oh. Uh, did you say it's easy?
1: No, I'm not telling you. I'm not uh. giving you any more clues because he's is the decider. <laughs> So either you're going to get it, or Femi's going to get it because i have Femi.
2: So hang on, hang on, hang on. So let, let's let's have a have a think about it. So we've got we've got <laughs> Leonard in goal. The the conservative. Uh, da, 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 what position have we we've got left?
1: Can't tell you. Not as it's the last one is the decider. Hang on, can't give you hang any on, information.
2: Hang on, hang on. So the conservative, it's it's the left back. It's got to be the left back. Not saying. No, no, because Saka was the left back. Yeah, yeah. Saka played left back in that game. Balls. Okay. <laughs> so, right. So we got the conservative, Socrates, Louise, um. He's
0: got one more than me, as in he's got one more chance. So there's got to be a time limit on this. <laughs>
2: it's eleven. isn't oh, Look how competitive he is as well. <laughs> you got, you got thirty. Yeah, guns. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to get the player. I. I. I, well, I yield absolutely the
1: mezzet.
2: mate. <laughs> fucking and, uh,
1: when, and who was it? Who earlier in the show was asking about the uh, <laughs> these certain people? It was you, Rich. Yeah. And he was the king of the Bundesliga bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because remember he threw his gloves down
0: um, <laughs> when he was playing for Freddy Jumberg, didn't he? And Freddy Jumberg just kicked all of them out of the team for there the Everton go. game when yeah. um, when it was Freddy Jumberg's last game and he kicked them all out and he kicked Ozil out as well. And then Arteta kind of brought them in, brought Xhaka back in for that game.
1: I'm so annoyed about that. So, uh, Richard bowled first and still lost.
2: Yeah, oh, sad days. Oh,
1: dear. Oh, dear. What a, what a world we live in. So, that's uh, it's back-to-back wins in the competitions now for Femi. So, uh, there is no trophy because uh, we don't do trophies. So, there you go, people. Then there's the line-up on the screen. See? Look at that Flamengo badge. It looks exactly
0: like the Leipzig kit. <laughs>
1: It does indeed. Great days. Great days. <laughs> do,
2: I not, do I not get points for remembering that Saka played left-back?
1: No, because you then said <laughs> Bellerin said played right-back. Even is though we said... No, no, I did.
2: No, sorry. I didn't. I'd be concerned. What is no, that? And
1: then after, you said uh, right-back Bellerin. On Ozil's ne- mm. name, it looks like a pirate ship. It is. Um, Right, what other things? Just going to tidy up some of my little bits here that I've got. And we've got the 200. Delete that. Delete this one. Um, There's a picture of me and Sean when we went out on Friday. I was wrapped up like a Christmas turkey. £25 in a coffee shop. Robbing fuckers and then me outside, freezing my arse off in Huntingdon. I didn't get stabbed or, or attacked by a junkie, which is quite strange for there. Uh, let's bring a little bit of light into everybody's lives. What what does this? This is a picture of Sir Lord Ian Wright of Islington, MBE, OBE, CBE, um, KGB, uh, he's getting an award there. Our very own uh, Carl tweeted this earlier in this So I've had a look and he was appointed the officer of the British Empire and OBE in the Queen's 23rd birthday honour services for charity. Now, I don't know if it's that one or on the 1st of November, which I think it might be Freeman of the City of London in recognition of his sporting achievements. And I'm glad also been fucking amazing. Look at that! Look at him! What a lovely little man! What's your thoughts when when you see that, Femi? Does it does it warm the cockles of your? your we all know your cold, dead heart.
0: Yeah, I mean, his video the other day warmed everything. It was amazing The, the one that Gary Lineker took of him um, kissing the screen and hugging the screen. I show that to my children. They're like, "What is? How did he hug the screen?" <laughs> no, oh, they don't understand just, the magic of TV. <laughs> he did. He did it really well, didn't he? I've not seen <laughs> what it. he was. He was doing that. I've been seeing. I'm sure I put it in the group. But yeah, it was. A, I don't, I don't
1: a watch TV. Really, oh. really
0: great video when um when Habert scored and he was he was going crazy as usual. The match of the day studio, but I love him. He's so He's so authentically him as well, isn't he? He's so. Yeah. He's just him. He's just himself. He loves Arsenal, and he, everywhere he goes, he will tell them, "I love Arsenal. I love Arsenal. <laughs> but, but I love that. I, I I wish more of our ex players were just like that. Just I love them. Like you know, um, he's just he speaks when he needs to speak. He does, and he does a lot of good work all over the place in prison. Mm-hmm for women's foot women's football he, he does so much for the game and so much for other people he's so selfless you know at, while being himself and absolutely love it for right uh, he deserves every single success that he gets um such a great player as well man <laughs> such a great player like so many people support arsenal because of iraq so many people moved to support Arsenal as soon as he left Palace to come to Mm. Arsenal. I went to a dinner, actually, funny enough, with um, Darren Brent two weeks ago, two Tuesdays ago. Did did
1: you tell him that um, I live in God Manchester and he used to play for them? But you didn't, did you? No, I didn't.
0: I asked him a different question. I asked him a question about Eddie Nketiah and and Jermaine Defoe, (laughs) which I've got a video for his answer, actually. Um, So he was telling me that He was telling me that he actually... So, you know, he played for Tottenham and he supports Arsenal. He's always banging on about it on TalkSport, on his show. He said the reason why he supported Arsenal, all his family supported different teams, uh, Liverpool and and whatnot. He said he supported Arsenal because he was playing up front as a child and his favourite player was Ian Wright. And he was just about to go and um, play for... um, he was just he's about weak. to support. Chris. No, he's gonna he's gonna support Crystal Palace, but then right, he moved to Arsenal just as oh. he was about to support Palace, Save. and he followed. Ars- yeah, he followed Ar- uh, to to support Arsenal, and he never looked back since then. So, he, a lot of people will tell you that story that they support Arsenal because of Ian Wright, and then the next generation might be a Thierry Henry or or a Cesc Fabregas. It's it's always that like one player in a generation that draws new fans. Like, all my children support Arsenal now because of Bukayo Saka. Won't have they anything ab- less. <laughs> yeah, because of Bukayo Saka. They have love you got them.
1: any other family members that support other teams? Uh, you, did you have to indoctrinate the kids quickly? Because I took Shan to no, her first no, ever game when she was <laughs> about five months old because all the rest of the family were all Spurs. So me, Sean, and my mum took her to the game and then as soon as the game kicked off, my mum took her back to the car. Baptized in the world of Arsenalism. So, have you got any issues with that? Any other family members? Not, trying not to immediate family. One? I've got like
0: uh, cousins and stuff that support. I've got a, a season ticket holder at Tottenham that's a cousin. I actually that's got him too. a Tottenham scarf, believe it or not, the other day.
1: Because Femme is a very mysterious character. None of us know anything <laughs> about it. We don't know if he's got. Well, I only just found out earlier in the show that he's got parents. I have no idea. We don't know if he's got wives <laughs> or, <laughs> or <laughs> sisters. We, we've we've been privileged to see pictures of his kids but that took four or five years I'm, I all pictures we know of is that he's got seven
2: wings in his house that's the only thing we do know for uh, certain
1: i mean i'm putting pictures of sean all over the place and I'm trying to marry her off i mean she's 25 now she's getting on she's she's almost gonna have to put one of those yellow stickers on her saying reduced price <laughs> oh dear how about you rich <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So I mean my um my older brothers and that there's a, there's about 11 13 years difference between me and my older brothers. i was going to say got um, 11 they, brothers. Yeah, no no. Uh for for four older brothers, uh, one older sister, and one youngest sister and they the older siblings they all say so uh, grew seven. up in me. Yeah, uh, one of did I get the math wrong on that? There? i am there's I'm one of uh what was that four six?
1: Fucking
2: hell. Yeah. And um,
1: I've only got one and he died. (laughs) Fuck's
2: sake,
1: greedy, fuckers. carry on.
2: Uh, so yeah, so my older brothers and that they 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 were all Liverpool fans and they grew up in that that era of Liverpool being successful. I I became an Arsenal fan because of my mum. My mum was a a, a massive a massive gooner, but I I I know I know what the family means in the sense that you know you get that one that one player who is your 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 guy, and that's you know. Uh, you know, you, you 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 gravitate to, and that's that's what your what your what your what's it called is. It's um, you know, my my one back in the day was um ran was Paul Merson. I'll always I've always got a soft spot for 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 Mers because he was he was let's like say magic, uh, he was the magic man. He was he was he was a, a flair player in you know in absolute torrid mud flat pitches and stuff like that and he could still do something absolutely magical with the outside of his boot on those uh, on those high tech uh, uh, football boots that he used to wear. <laughs> um so yeah you get that you know that that connection you find that player and and that's what Ian Wright is for so many people and it's it's so understandable why you know he was an and I, know and I really hope that you know, I know people, you know, there, there's recency bias and stuff of like that. And there's a tendency to, to, you know, not rate the people who come before him. But, you know, it's he was an astonishing football player. Uh, uh, not just a great goal scorer, but a goal scorer of great goals. And I'm so glad that he is... In, in retirement and in his second career as a pundit and a advocate for the women's game and stuff like that, like I said, he is such a wonderful human being as well, uh, which makes you know it obviously all the more easy to to, to and, and likable because yeah, you know you know, play, you know the, you've got the the stuff we're celebrating like crazy and stuff like that. But one thing, the other things I like about Wrighty is you know he's not a Yes, he's biased in his love for, for Arsenal, but he's not biased in his hatred for other teams and stuff like that. There, there seems to be very little hate in that guy's heart. And um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I echo what Femi said. Uh, you know, he should get every every success he he should wish for and more. He's 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 a wonderful dude and an absolute tremendous ambassador for the club. I absolutely love Right, he, he's he's such a good dude. You know, I could listen to him talk for 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 ages. You know, like when he's talking like the, the about his relationship with Rocky and you know the, the the stuff he went through as as a kid growing up and you know his relationship with his teacher and things like that. And like even I think I brought up it, um it was on the he was on the you see him on the overlap a couple of weeks ago where he's talking about like how how much he wanted to play for England and how much it meant for him and stuff like that. I just, mate, how can you not love Ian Wright? He's an absolute wonderful human being. Love you, right?
1: Yeah, we all do agree with that. Um, right, in my list of stuff that I wanted to to talk about, we've done that, that, that. Ah, oh, Mr. Femi, do you want to talk a little bit about a certain Mr. Ramsdale or you've got you've got no opinions on the boy because he made oh. his comeback. Don't call it a comeback as the old Cool J once called and it isn't a comeback, is it? Oh, I'm so bored of this topic, man. I,
0: I, I I'm so bored of it. I really would <laughs> rather not hear about this stupid goalkeeping stuff ever again, but it is a topic, isn't it? Because
1: it is, because
0: sadly. we've made it a topic, really, haven't we? Um, he had an <laughs> interesting game, to say the least. Uh, he definitely owes Declan Rice a massive drink because if that goal had gone in, oh my goodness. Uh, imagine the meltdown. Down of the supporter base and the media if that goal had gone in. That was absolutely crazy um, what he did. Um, but the one thing I will say is this. I watched uh, Liverpool versus Man City earlier in the day and Alisson did that about three times in that game alone, let alone the other games that he does that. I think we do magnify it a lot because obviously we watch Arsenal a lot. But Allison does do that a lot as well in games. Uh, Edison, not as much. But I'm sure if we watched every City game, we would probably pick out those moments as well. So, unfortunately, he didn't really have a lot to do in the game. Uh, The two shots that kind of were on target were cleared off the line by other players. So, Zinchenko cleared one and Declan Rice cleared one. He didn't actually have a save to make, you know. So, it's bit difficult, but obviously you're talking about the rumours that uh, teams are trying to get him in January and I think that would be the dumbest thing. of all. There's been a lot of dumb stuff that's happened with this goalkeeper situation, but for us to let him go in January would be so stupid because, number one, we're not going to get a goalkeeper in January to replace him. That's not even close to his quality or that has already played our style of football for two years, we don't want to be making wholesale changes in the middle of the season. And that would be a massive change to make because the the, of the second keeper is going to have to play FA Cup game. So keep him to the end of the season and just end this, whatever this is, experiment or whatever it is, just just it has to stop, to be honest with you.
1: Yes, yeah, just uh, if that was any other club, I doubt very much they'd give a give a damn, would they, Rich?
2: No, um, you know Arsenal. Arsenal are you know clickbait champions in the sense of you know anything that the journo's clip up and think about it. You know Arsenal have a massive online presence and a vociferous online presence, so they, they're always going to gravitate towards stuff, and they're always going to be sensationalised stuff for clicks and and likes and things like that you know I thought it was it was a little bit pointed pointed um, uh, Arteta's comments like he didn't seem to that was the only thing that was a bit that was a bit uh, um, was uh, was when they asked him about Ramsdale and he kind of just went there all all the players played really well and it's a bit like mate you could have could have backed him a little bit there he could have um, said something a bit more more positive but I I was never the biggest fan of this, of this change-up thing, and and like you know, uh, this having two goalkeepers of of equal measure. It's it's not like an outfield position. It is. It's so unique, and and and, um, it's so yeah. So it's so unique, and you know, you have to build up that confidence and you have to build up that match time kind of thing. It's not like outfield where you're getting tired and, and stuff like that. It, they're not as fluid in, as, as interchangeable, you know? Um, I, I agree with Femi. I think it'd be a, be a silly idea to get rid of Ramsdale, um, Ramsdale in January. Um, like I said, we've got we've got cup games to play. We've got Brentford to play again. So um unless we want Carl Hine in that goal again against against, uh, against Brentford, you know, we're gonna have to keep um, Ramsdale for that at least. But um yeah, like I say it's uh, it's just it's a bit it's a bit annoying in the sense of like and I can see what you mean it's just it's just boring because it's just all it is is there's one player in goal, one player not in goals, one player in form, one player not in form, one player that the goalkeeper like uh, that the, the manager liked, uh, and is and is is prefers, and another player that he doesn't. You know, it's just it's one of those it's one of those things. Like I say, if, if the deal can go through for next summer, um if this loan deal has got that you know i think we've got we've got first refusal to to purchase or an option to buy and something like that so as long as there's no massive implications there and anything going wrong there they'll probably buy him and sell ramsdale in the summer uh, which is a little bit harsh um because i feel i feel sorry for ramsdale because i don't think he's done anything massively wrong Really? Not really. Like I said, yes, he's had a few rickets. You know, he's done a lot no,
1: right.
2: Yeah. Like uh, most, yeah, most goalkeepers, as you say, you listed, you know, uh, we said about Allison the weekend, you know, in kicking the ball straight up into the air. You know, Edison's been caught in possession from time to time. I think David Raya, you know, for when he's been with us has been caught in possession and, you know, got out of jail quitting and has done some rickets. So, you know, I do feel a little bit harsh on, on, on Ramsdale. I, I would imagine, especially as he wants to play for England, I would imagine that he, he might force through a move if we, if we were to get, um, uh, David Raya in, in, in the summer, but I just think that Mikel Arteta prefers the things that David Raya does, you know, that and I don't even think so much it is that playing out from the back. I think it's it is one aspect of it because I think I think maybe Ramsdale goes along a little bit too much um or a little bit more than 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 Arteta would like. You know, I think the biggest thing I said it a couple of weeks ago on here is the high line that David Raya plays compared to to, um, to to Ramsdale. So it just, it is what it is. It's just, you know, unfortunately he's gutting that, you know, because I really liked Rambo and he had a great, he's got a great relationship with the fans. I'd love to see him still succeed and stuff like that. But if Mikel Arteta prefers and and chooses uh, David Raya, and as long as he's not thrown into his own net. You know, I, I really don't see the, the, the big, big issue, personally.
0: The only thing is, what I would say is, um, watching the full game on Saturday, I don't know if you noticed this, Danny, after the two or three crazy moments in the first half, did you notice that in the second half, we went long with nearly every single time he had the ball? And then all that kept happening was we kept going long, and obviously they're three massive centre-backs just kept gobbling up the ball and then then they were able to counter on us, then they were able to um, transition on us. And I think the reason why we went long is not because Arteta um, wanted to go long, but he absolutely lost trust in Ramsdale in that first half. Just just from the few moments that Brentford pressed us. Because if you notice, Raya, it's not about his short distribution. It's the fact that he's so good on the ball that when you press us, he actually holds on to the ball and invites he the makes press. Quick decisions. Yeah, he invites the press and then he, he shifts the ball quite quickly. Whereas we tried that a couple of times on Saturday and it didn't work. One almost went in the back of the net. One he threw on the ground and it could have gone anywhere. And then as soon as that happened in the second half, we just kept, every single time we went long. And it was, I couldn't believe how much we went long in the second half and it was really frustrating. It just meant we didn't have as much control over the game as we did in the first half. So, I think that's probably a window into why he's not starting Ramsdale. Because we did see that at the end of last season as well, that we just started going long. Kept going long, kept going long. Um, And Everyone thought it was just like a, a compromise from Arteta, but I think it was just more, yeah, you know, what? this guy can't do what exactly what I want him to do, so I'll just get him to do something easier.
1: It is, it is worrying because uh, when he gets the ball, and it takes him 20 minutes to get into the game, and you can't have your number one goalkeeper flapping, making, getting the ball at his feet and then going, oh, oh, oh taking the extra touch, you can't do that. And he, he got his chance... And after the, the the last seventy minutes, he was good. But the first twenty minutes, we could have he could have let in a couple of goals. It was catastrophe. Like that one, we decided to try to play it out from the goal. Didn't know what to do. And then his first few ones, he kicked them out for for a throw in. And I was thinking, oh, this isn't good. But he came through at the end. But that's not good enough because player teams know. All you've got to do is pressurise Ramsdale for the first 10 or 15, 20 minutes and then he is going to flap and then there's going to be trouble. Um, one more thing, uh, a couple more things. Rich, Spurs lost three in a row. Sum them up in one word.
2: Shit. I don't know what else you want me to say, really.
1: But they were winning the league, weren't they? They were going to go invincible um, only uh, <laughs> a, a, couple, a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, something's gone wrong.
2: Hello, dog. get the DVD. Dog called? Get, uh, Holly.
1: Holly, Holly.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Get the DVDs out, eh? That's what I say. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs>
1: them been hilarious, hasn't it? Seeing them uh, fall apart as soon as we were saying all, all this season. As soon as they're going to start playing hard teams. As long as they stop playing Luton and Sheffield United and Burnley and all that lot week in week out, once they get a few tough games, they will fall apart.
0: Yeah, it's been, um, <laughs> it's, been it's been something. <laughs> I actually um, I watched the first half of their game. I didn't bother to watch the second half, and it was just like was um, like kamikaze football from both teams, really. Um, I don't know what this this new Emery Ball stuff is. It's absolutely crazy. They play this crazy high line. Um, did you see did you hear that stat that I think one of the podcasts gave out the other day where they said um Aston Villa have caught teams offside since Emory have been there? No been there hundred and thirty something times, and the next team is like eighty to ninety times. Uh-huh. that they've caught yeah it's and they've caught teams offside the most in Europe for this season as well like it's absolutely crazy what emery's doing at villa but fair play to him is working um but yeah tottenham are just uh, i I really want to see uh, they're playing city on sunday um we've got a really big chance this week to, to pull away from some of these teams yeah um because uh, united are playing Newcastle at St James's Park uh, Saturday evening, 8 p.m. You know that's going to be. You know what St James's Park is like on an evening game. City are playing. Um, uh, uh, City are playing Tottenham, so it's a really big weekend for us. And I'm not taking that game lightly at all because the Wolves have actually been decent this season, apart from all the crazy referee and stuff that's been happening to them.
2: Have um, always lost their their midfielders to, to suspension. Yeah. A couple of their central yeah. midfielders.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's go in and, and win on Saturday. We win and they, you know, lose. That's seven a seven point gap from a team that. Had, pretty much won the league a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were <laughs> when they beat Liverpool, it was those celebrations were amazing. I, I mean, people complain about our celebrations. They, they, they beat, remember the game where they beat Sheffield United and they were all running up to the crowd doing the, um, the older uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Pants together <laughs> Celebrating stuff It's like game four Of the season Come on let. And
1: then we've got <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Luton On you... Tuesday That should be hopefully. hopefully six easy points Well you say that Danny uh, You say uh, that I'm mm,
0: absolute Struggle And we'll probably I mean Liverpool Just went there And dropped points As well So I, I don't take Any of these games Lightly To be honest with you This league is is ridiculous apart from a few teams in this league i don't take any of them lightly
1: <laughs> yeah uh, rich we're top of the league again first time this season and just looking at the league last season at what point did we go top now we went top after game number three and we stayed top until game number 24
2: <clears throat> but yeah no so, so it was, I'd, ra- I'd rather be where we are now than than you know, swap it with any other club at the minute. I think um, so. Yeah, long, long, long may it continue. As I said, you know, a couple of years ago, if you would, if you would have said that, you know, uh, we would have been at top of the league or you know, challenging for titles, I would have called you crazy. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm we're in a good position. Considering, like I said, we quote unquote haven't clicked yet. And you know we're we're still you know figuring things out and still waiting for um, the injuries to, to to really set themselves right and get a decent run of games from from some of the players. We're in a very very good um, good position. You know, I think I think defensively. We've been fairly solid I think we' we're we're the team with the the lowest expected goals against or something like that in the in the, in the league yep. um so yeah we're doing we're doing all right mate we're doing all right I'd rather I'd rather be us than than anyone else. I mean but that I means it's just general
1: you scared Femi away with with those wise words. Um, where are we going to move on to now? We've got a couple of little tweets that I've gone and found. This one from Fabrizio. One more blow to the Arsenal as Mikel Arteta reveals Fabio Vieira has been to see a specialist. Quote, Vieira has undergone surgery on his groin yesterday and he will be out for weeks. Quote, we don't expect him back this side of the winter break. Is that a big problem for us? Because the lad was coming into a bit of form, wasn't he?
2: um it, it, i wouldn't say famous was well, a big problem you know I, he, he's not a starter kind of thing but you know arteta did um did seem to trust him as he, you know he used to be one of the first off the off the cab rank when he when when you know um Mikhail wanted to change things i think it's more a blow for him to be fair that that lad just can't string you know, kind of games or performances um, together. You know, let's like say getting suspended and they're getting injured, and he was injured before. You know, he, he signed for the club and he was injured, and it's just, yeah, it's uh, you know, we've clearly a very talented lad, but we just we can't seem to see the the best of him. I think I, I think it's more of a blow for him than I think possibly for us. Um, you know, when when you've got the likes of of you know in that midfield, Jorginho Rice, Havertz, you can play there, Odegaard, who's now coming back from him, his concussion and stuff like that. So I think I think it's more of a an issue for him really than than it is us. But we wish him we wish him well, we wish him a speedy recovery because, like I said, he's clearly a talented player. Um, he's a very, very talented player. Just it needs to, it needs to all click. He needs to get a run of of meaningful games in the first team, rather than just pop shotting around with the with the Europa League kind of cup, second string side.
1: Do you think that if he was looking at his career? Um, when he signed for Arsenal do you think he'd be looking at 18 months from now do you think he would have expected to be further along in the, the manager's choice of players than he is at the moment if you go back and say look in 18 months time where do you think you're going to be do you think he'd be annoyed
2: oh yeah I think so yeah yeah absolutely let's say it, I, I think if you'd shown him a crystal, crystal ball and said you signed for, for the Arsenal but this is what's going to happen he would he, he'd say no thank you um and you know uh, go even go somewhere else or stay in stay in Lisbon uh, was it Lisbon that he was in um, Benfica I think Benfica. Yeah. Was it? Him? who knows I know, it was, know was Sporting mean. wasn't
1: it oh yeah the green oh, I can't one. One. not the red one well. yeah.
2: um, he's back he's he's come back from a different wing he's gone from the east to the west yeah. wing
1: he's going to give him someone a, sh- a slap saying oi uh, yeah. get back on the bike <laughs> Make it work. Someone in the mansion is using the internet at the same time because he's all wobbly.
2: <laughs> it's going that noise used to get back in the in the early and the late the late nineties. Yeah, no, I I I would think that the Vieira would be quite disappointed with with how things have happened, and the majority of it is seemingly is from his own body, like I said, just not being able to get fit, you know, us having, like last season, such a uh, a team that didn't have a lot of injuries and were were clicking so well, you know, Odegaard, Xhaka, you know, just scoring tons of goals, getting loads of, ex- loads of assists kind of thing when he just couldn't break into the side. So, yeah, I feel sorry for him. I really, really I really, really do. I do feel sorry for him.
1: Man City back to 2 2 now. Dortmund winning 3-1 at Milan and Newcastle still 1-0 with 12 minutes to go. Uh, can you, Sven? Yeah, um oh, okay. I don't know what happened there. I've got... Another little bit of news. Charles Watts, friend of the pod. Well, we call him that, he ignores us. Arteta on playing Zinchenko at left eight. Quote, he does play that role coming from a different position in the attacking phase. He doesn't play there in the defensive, stable situations because we believe we have other players to use there. It is a possibility because he's done it. What, what, what does that What's I mean? What's the point in even talking about that? He's never going to play the left. Someone game, asked uh, it,
0: it, To be fair, the last Champions League game against Sevilla, he played like the last 10 minutes. That was hmm. the first time I've seen him do it for Arsenal, but that's because we had no more players, to be fair. But... Um, I mean, it's a bit of a weird one because the left eight actually is an attacking position for us, isn't it? So it's more like the player just gets in the box a lot, uh, whereas he's more of a creative player, isn't he? More of a transitioning type. So when he plays for Ukraine, he's not really that type of player that runs. I know a lot of people say, oh, he plays for um, he plays for Ukraine and he plays that position, but he's more like a dictator of the game. Whereas we need that player to be constantly running forward into the box, which is why we sign Habits to be sort of a better version of of um, of Granit Xhaka, I guess. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: It is. Right. And I've got one other stolen tweet, Rich. It is um, this one from Patrick Timmons. The best defence in Premier League this season. Just 10 goals conceded in 13 games. Just twenty-eight shots on target faced in those thirteen games. That is, that comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, doesn't it? It's boring, but it's effective. Um, a magnificent defense that we've got at the moment. Every single player is brilliant, aren't they?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it just it kind of it it, it hurts even more the fact that we you know we lost Tommy Asu and and obviously more importantly Saliba for that back end last season. You know. It, that's the real what if from 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 last season for me because I think especially Saliba, my God, what what a player! Um, but yeah, let's say they, they, I think you know they they're all very good you know defensively or in their own merits kind of thing, but they 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 also they gel so well as a as a unit and they function so well as you, even if you know maybe Zinchenko is a little bit. Um, more frail defensively than than the others, uh, you know. When when you have that shift over, and you have someone like Ben Benny Blanco or or Tommy in in that right position, and everyone sort of kind of shuffles over a little bit um, to to compensate for it. But you know, you, you've got that wonderful mix of you know the 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 destroyer and the reader in, in Gabrielle and Saliba. It's just, it's yeah, it's just, it's phenomenal. You know, you've got the, the covering of, of rice, all of them, you know, you know Bar Barzinchenko kind of thing, but he's, he makes up with it with his technical ability, but you know, Ben White, Tommy Asu, uh, Saliba, um, Gabrielle, even Kivior uh, and Rice, they're all massive dudes. They're all, they're all. I know they're young, but they're men. They're they're big, big athletes, kind of thing. So, yeah, just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal defensive play. I'm, I'm sure um, uh, George Graham is 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 watching mm. us every week and absolutely loving it.
1: Wasn't it 17 we conceded that or the entire or 19 the entire season?
2: 19, yeah.
1: Right, that is. Is That um, that defense is that a a title-winning defense? Because George Graham always used to say, "You sort your defense out first, and then you build from there." And I think um, uh, Mikhail might have. uh, I don't know if George Graham's got a book, but what do you think?
0: I think um, if you, I I think someone was saying even last season. Actually, if you counted the amount of title-winning teams that didn't have the best defense, it's not a lot of them, you know. And last season, we did not have. The strongest of defenses. Um, we did concede a lot of goals, especially at the end of the season, of course. But I think you shouldn't be considering looking at more than thirty-five goals conceded in a season if you're if you want to be up there. Um, I think it's easier to sort out the attacking stuff um, as the season goes goes on if we have more availability as Rich was saying earlier, more fitness, uh, more combinations, people playing together more. I think that will come. So, yeah, no, it's it's been impressive. And to be fair, a lot of the chances that we do give away of those shots on target are from our errors. It's from us giving the ball to the opposition Mm -hmm. or doing something stupid or just really silly, silly things. Or, you know, if you look at the, the first few games of the season, not playing Gabriel, it's just been so many things that have been of our own making, you know. So it, 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 even that can get better as well. Those individual errors that we make, it, it's still there. But if oh my goodness me PSG missing so many chances, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 um, it's it's up to us now, you know, to to fix that attack. And I think we just got to get the numbers up on all our attacking players, and I think we'll be all right.
1: Good. Right, we were going to talk about January transfer targets, but we're going to save that for another show, because I've gone through all the stuff we want to talk about. Femi's won the quiz. Um, I think that's all we, all we need to do now. I think that's it. An hour and 33 minutes. If Chris was here, we'd be barely getting into the, the meat of the show. I've, I've been trying to satisfy myself on raisins, and it's not working. I need meat, and I need meat now. No one clip that, because that sounds very, very dodgy. Um... All there is to do now is say thank you very much to my two wonderful guests, Richard. You have been um, you have been delightful.
2: Thanks for having me, Danny.
1: And uh, Femi, you have been mysterious yet effervescent. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. <laughs> Jolly good. Right. Um, we will be back. I don't know if Chris wants to do a show because his plan was do a show. On a Monday or we'll choose Tuesday, and then do one after the Champions League game. So We're playing tomorrow night. The game is uh, home to Lons. That's exactly how you pronounce it. So it all depends on how flaky Chris is going to be, and uh, I've got I've got no idea. He was stuck on the bus, bus wanker, last time I heard from him. So uh, before we what, go, what,
2: what what kit do you think we're going to wear against Lons? What combination? I think the last time oriented. we played them at home.
1: Orange and yellow stripes, isn't it? Oh, was that the kit mm. where the one off kit, the blue one we wore then?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at um, Wembley.
1: I'm going to go for a black and white ze- horizontal zebra style kit. There you go. Depends Only ever wear like it
0: once. Depends ones. what their away kit is now. Maybe it was. Yeah, who you knows?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I found some of my kits. I've taken photos of them. I'm going to put them on Twitter and try and sell them to people. I found a Spanish kit signed by, I think, Fernando Torres and an Italian kit signed by the entire team. Still with tags. Boom, they were stuffed in a box. Don't know how I got them. Anyway, before we go, a fine little picture there of the one and only legendary Bob Wilson and his wife Megs who uh, sadly passed today. And if, you, if you're a gooner, then Bob will have a special place in your heart and we all feel for him today. It's uh, it's very tough going through stuff like that, especially when you've been married for so long and then a partner becomes part of you. Not that I'd know because uh, women run away from me. Uh, and that's sad times. Right, thank you very much, everybody. We will be back. God knows when. Uh, just be grateful that we turned up at all, really, because uh, I didn't get out of bed till six o'clock. Right, here's the outro. Goodbye, and thank you very much. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. You nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it, so when you
2: see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged. Microwave immediately and get the brown sauce on them and, bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.